Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. It's a Friday. You know, that that cold medication's working. I think it snapped this thing. Put it back in its place. I got to be in good shape tomorrow. I'm going to UFC in Salt Lake City. In, in, excuse me, where? In Salt Lake City at the Delta Center. Wow. So I'm going with my wife's brother, Matt. We're going to go. He's never been to a UFC event. What? When is last call in Salt Lake City? Is it like 9 p.m.? Come on now. I don't know. I haven't been there. I'm not channeling Dennis Rodman or anything. I'm just curious. I don't know when the last call is anywhere. It's it's inside the arena, so you can probably knock one down until the final round of the final fight. Who you, you going to hang with Dana White and Trump and those I guys? Don't, I, I don't hang. I just go watch the fights. Oh. And then I tweet some for people that don't pay for it and you want to watch some of the stuff. Maybe and, Jamal Murray will be there again. You guys can bond again. Well, I, I bet you they'll be, I guarantee you, they'll be members of the Utah Jazz. In fact, I made sure I get my Utah Jazz media guy to brush up if I run into one of the guys. Oh, yeah, you're going to need to. They got a million new guys on I that know, team. a bunch of Is kids. Is Taylor Horton Tucker still there, the former Laker? Could be. I don't know. Can you get me his info? Like, get him to follow me on Instagram and stuff? That's not what I do. No. Why, why would that matter? I thought you would help me out. Come on. I'm trying to build the brand, the J-Mac brand. <laughs> oh, God. Good hell. That's a joke. That's a joke, people. So, uh, basically, uh, and I've learned this years and years ago when I was, I remember going to college, and I loved all my college broadcasting and journalism professors, and they were all fun and quirky. And then there was the dean of the, apartment, uh, of the department, uh, Marvin Smith, and Mar- uh, Marvin um, I don't know if he's around anymore, but I love my pro- professors. They were fun and connected to the students. But the dean of the department, he was serious. And I had a college roommate or two and talked about the same thing in, in their major, how the professors were fun, but the dean was a step above, a little more serious. From time to time, had to put a professor in his place. And I always feel that with coaching. Some personalities are meant to be professors. Some are meant to be the dean of the department. Most great coaches 
either have an edge, a little bit of a mean streak, or a chip. Sean Payton, Jimmy Johnson, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, even the guys that are seen as friendly, Lincoln Riley. You talk to the USC administrators. He holds them accountable often. Andy Reid, fun, jovial. Ask the Chiefs players. Andy's rough. He's harsh and brilliant. You need an edge. Not everybody has it. Some professors just love students and love teaching course. They're not going to run an apartment. It's okay. They're not less than. It's okay. It's what they do and do well. Nathaniel Hackett is a coordinator. He's got the edge of a hard-boiled egg. None. He's a nice guy. He's a sweet guy. Dad was a coach. He's not a head coach, but he is a good coordinator. And before the avalanche continues to roll downhill on him, it should be noted, the last two years he had Aaron Rodgers. Here's what Aaron's numbers look like. All-time stuff. 70% completion rate. 85 to 9 TD to interception ratio. Passer rating 117. Hackett leaves. The numbers plummet. Oh, by the way, Blake Bortles had one great year. It was with Nathaniel Hackett. He got Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship in a time that Manning and Big Ben and Brady were all playing. So it's not less than. Nathaniel Hackett is a very good coordinator. It's okay. Head coach, edge, chip, Sean Payton's ripping people. Robert Sala's defending his guy. That's okay. Some people are professors. Some people are the dean. That's okay. But um, that's why I say when it comes to the Jets' predictions, the over-under is 9.5. The juice is on 10 and above. They're going to be fine. Hackett works with Rodgers. You know, in the NFL, it's a very small world. And so people know who can coach. It's not a coincidence the Jets went out and signed Nathaniel Hackett a couple of months before Aaron showed up. They knew Aaron liked him. Is Eric ready? Is Eric Mangini ready? Um, my takeaway, they're going to they're gonna be fine. Uh, one other topic I want to get to. So, And you got to listen carefully on this because th- this will just freak the internet out. But Kyle Shanahan was talking in a Mike Silver column about Sam Darnold. The Niners went out and got Sam Darnold. And, you know, in the column, Shanahan says, well, some guys develop more slowly. Why can't he be Steve Young? Uh, well, one of the reasons is Steve Young's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. So that's, that's the reason for that. <clears throat> but it is interesting with Sam Darnold. And again, I'm going to speak slowly because the blogosphere loves the clicks. You ever notice that about the blogosphere? They love the clicks. They always blame people for seeking them, but they only print the stories that will get the most clicks. So I'm going to talk slowly. Sam Darnold, and I felt this It took me about two years in pro football to figure it out. I watched him play every single Jets game. And even when he had time to throw, he was restless in the pocket. He wanted to get out. He's a great kid, a big, strong, sturdy athlete, nice size, arm strength is good enough. He's a playmaker. He was never truly comfortable in the pocket. And that is not always the case for running quarterbacks. 
Jalen Hurts looks very comfortable in the pocket when he has time. He lets the play come to him. He is patient. Lamar Jackson never gets credit for this, but deserves it. By his second year, Lamar Jackson, 36 touchdowns, became more patient in the pocket. Now, Lamar will dart when the opening presents itself, but I never watch Lamar when he has time to throw and think he's uncomfortable or restless. I never watch Kyler Murray or Josh Allen when they have time to throw. Sitting in the pocket, they don't feel restless. I always do with Darnold. And the other quarterback, and I'll go real slow, that I see this with thus far is Justin Fields. Fields, even with time, I feel like he wants to move. Maybe it's youth, but I've never seen Darnold grow out of that. For the record, Darnold and Justin Fields' completion percentage is identical. Neither have ever had a great offensive line, but Justin Herbert didn't either and set records. So that's the thing about Darnold that jumps out to me is that Steve Young was a runner, but eventually was really comfortable sitting in the pocket. I noticed it last year with Jalen Hurts. Very comfortable, letting the play develop, being patient, and if problematic, if chaos or a muddy pocket presents itself, he can move. It's just, you got to watch the game. You got to watch the plays. Darnold always feels like, even with time, he's patting that ball. He wants to move. He's getting impatient. I see some of that with Justin Fields. And now, now, with an improved O-line and better playmakers, and Fields like Sam Darnold. Great kid, easy to root for, big sturdy athlete, playmaker, arms good enough. It's very similar. Now, I think Fields is a better prospect, I do, than Darnold. But a lot of people, myself included, love Darnold. I whiffed. But it, it's a thing. You watch it. Not all running quarterbacks are uncomfortable in the pocket when time presents itself. I always feel a little bit with Sam. He's a former high school linebacker. He's just looking to move if he can. Now, Darnold has said... There have been quotes this preseason. Hey, man, somebody's always open in this offense. Maybe it takes longer for him to develop that security and patience standing back there for five seconds. Maybe he got hit so many times early, he lost his patience. But I, that, to me, is the Justin Fields I'm looking for. Can you complete 11? Can you sit in the pocket 11 to 12 straight dropbacks? I don't need 11 to 12 straight completions. I don't need 11 to 12 straight great throws. 12 times, drop back, don't run, don't think about it, be patient. Sometimes you can't, but the Bears' O-line is not as bad as people think, and the Niners' O-line's not great, but it'll be fine. That's my Darnold. That's my Darnold concern. He just never quite felt comfortable in that pro pocket. I can show you, by the way, three minutes of Darnold highlights, USC and the Jets, that are remarkable. Darnold's highlights are unbelievable. He's got J-Mac as a witness. I could give you three minutes of Sam Darnold doing stuff in pro football. Look at this stuff. It's Houdini. He's running around, running right, throwing left. Justin Fields, same thing. You can go YouTube. Sam Darnold made unbelievable plays with the Jets. You should watch his USC highlights. 
They're, they're all-time stuff. Darnold is a wizard back there. But it's almost as if he needs that. It's, it's, his DNA is to move and make plays. And Sam's got tons of highlights. Can he develop that? Yeah, I'm comfortable just sitting back here and just throwing. Now, I know the blogosphere will say, you're saying Fields is Darnold. Not what I'm saying. I see a similarity of impatience and restlessness between the two. I think Fields is a better prospect. So I just looked up the USC stats. You were right. Darnold, 67% completions as a freshman. I know college, everybody completes passes, but those are really good numbers. And I just want to point out in defense of Darnold, he gets to the pros and look at his head coaches. Look at the coaches he's had. And look at the old line. They're all they're out of the NFL. They're and they're not in the NFL. They're literally coaches. not in the league. And now he gets Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the three yes. to five best offensive yes. lines in the league. There, there is a chance. So we we've talked a lot about Brock Purdy in this show. You just talked a lot about Sam Darnold. Who are we not talking about? Trey Lance. Where is he week one? You think he's in, uh, in on the 49ers he, roster? Yes. They're talking about keeping four quarterbacks. They'll definitely oh, keep three. Four. Okay. But my but you got my takeaway, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on Darnold. Yeah, it's it's just there is a I saw it last year develop later in the season where Jalen Hurts lost. I saw it early as a pro. I want to move. Because he succeeded high school and college doing that. And in pros, I saw Jalen. I saw Lamar do it his rookie year. But then I saw late second year Lamar. Late last year for Jalen, it's like, no, you're gonna sit back here for five and a half seconds. Like he's got time to throw, and he's really comfortable letting the play develop. I'm waiting for that with Darnold. Like he always felt like 1001, 1002. I'm moving. Yeah. I'm moving left, right, forward. I'm moving. And maybe again, guys get gun shy. They get hit so much. They're just they just want to move. I can feel that a little bit. I watched last year with Fields. It's like one, two. It's like, dude. Go 3-4. Let the play develop. Now, again, well, our O-line, Bears O-line was not as bad, PFF, as everybody said it was. Well, the skill position guys were bad. They add Claypool midseason. And, didn't and Tanyan, Robert Tanyan, the tight end, yeah. and DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. And, oh, by the way, second year in this offense, a little understanding he's not going to be as rushed and uncertain. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I like how you're slowly coming around on Justin Fields. I'm not. Slowly. I, I never bail. I know, I know. Yeah, this this is a it's hard. This it used to be like you say hitting a baseball hardest thing in sports. It may still be the hardest thing in sports. Quarterbacking's hard. It's and by the way, I mean you played quarterback, so you can confirm that. I've never played quarterback other than like in backyard football. What I did was not quarterback. It wasn't. It wasn't. We had like thirteen plays, two sets. What these guys are asked to do, compartmentalize the speed of it. It's outside of hitting the baseball. It's about as hard as anything offered in team sports. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources angie's list is now angie the nation's largest home service marketplace they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes whatever your home project big small indoor outdoor Come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. All right. Eric Mangini is now joining us live. All right, Eric. I saw Sean Payton go out and clobber, clobber. (laughs) Nathaniel Hackett, Robert Sala fired back. What did you make, first of all, of Sean Payton sort of in school, like in the industry, firing away? It had a Parcells feel to it a little bit. (laughs) Well, when when you've got a lot of money and you've had a lot of success and you get a little older, you tend to get a little bit more honest with with how you feel, and and that's that's what it seemed to me. The biggest takeaway that I had was the comments he had about the Jets being... Uh, just interested in winning the offseason. And then he compares what the Jets did to what Washington did a bunch of years back where they went and got huge names that, that really guys were, they were done. They were done, but they paid them like they were still stars. And, and that, to me, was the most sort of surprising dig that he took because now is he implying that Aaron Rodgers is washed up? Is he saying that Aaron Rodgers is like those guys at Washington sign that were great names but are... But, but can't play anymore. So of, of all the things he said, that's the one that took me by the biggest surprise. Yeah, he's made a lot of money. He's had success. Um, and, and by the way, there, coaches can be gruff. Generally, you don't fire. Somebody insinuated <laughs> that uh, Sean Payton is now seeing that this job is harder than he thought, the roster's not as good as he thought, and he's sweating a little. Do you buy that? Well, if that's the case, I don't know why you do what he did. Because all you've done is you've increased expectations. When you say 
that last year's coaching job was one of the worst in the NFL. Look, they won five games. They lost nine games by a touchdown or less. Four of those games were in overtime. So now you've, you've set the bar. You, you, didn't, you didn't lower expectations. You said, hey, this is, this is a really talented, good team that dramatically underachieved because how horrific the coaching was, which tells the fans and everybody else, we're going to be really good this season. So if he's sweating it, I, I don't know why he would have taken the approach that he did with his comments. All right. So I do want to talk about Hackett and Rodgers. If you look at Nathaniel's last two years in Green Bay, which I discussed, they were very good. Aaron was not the same quarterback last year. He also had a year where he succeeded with a pretty middling guy, Blake Bortles. And so my takeaway is not everybody, you've probably worked with guys. Vic Fangio, I've talked to people in the league that are like one of the smartest defensive guys in the league. Maybe Mike Zimmer. Not everybody wears well or wears the head coach hat well. Is it possible Hackett's a really great coach? He's just not a head coach. Yeah, look, it, it's, it's not an easy job to have. There's no, there's no manual that you have to be a head coach. And sometimes it depends on the situation that you come into and how ready you are for that situation. You know, oftentimes what really helps a good young head coach or a good head coach, and, and especially a new head coach, is a really, really talented quarterback. <laughs> and, and that's why the, the rub with, with Hackett is everybody expected, with Russell Wilson being Russell Wilson, that he inherited a, a great situation. He, he came into a great situation. And then when it turned out the way it did, now you, you take a step back and say, okay, how much of it was Russell Wilson being a, a problem and, and maybe not being the player he used to be? And how much of it was, was coaching? And and I get what Sean said, the, the pre-snap penalties, the, the, delay, the delay games, those things were they're inexcusable, and that really has nothing to do with how good a coach you are. That, that, that's part of being a manager, an organizer, the, those things. That, they should never happen. Those should never happen. Yeah, that, that's where I thought Sean was on the mark, is that team just looked literally disoriented on offense in crucial situations. So speaking of inheriting a quarterback, Joe Burrow. So Zach Taylor was on the ropes, two years, didn't do anything, inherits Burrow, and it changes. So yesterday I see him have a calf injury. He runs out to the right. Listen, it's hot, it's humid, it happens. But it does point to something that Sean McVay really started several years ago. Sean McVay was fewer practices, less pads, no hitting in preseason during games. I don't want starters playing. That doesn't mean you don't have intensity, but he's really scaled back what practice and camp means. If you had a star quarterback, what is appropriate, what's not? How much do you want Burrow in there or Herbert or Mahomes? Well, when you, you look at that injury, it, it could have happened on any play. It could have happened during OTAs. It could have happened... It could have happened anywhere. He was literally untouched and just scrambling to, to his right. Where, where the, those risky or the risk comes in preseason is when you've got your quarterback working against second and third team guys and someone gets too close to the quarterback and his helmet hits his hand or they fall on the ground, they hit his knee. Those are the situations where you're really worried when you're padded, you're, there's some intensity, and you've got guys that are probably not going to be in the NFL playing defense against your, your first group and they fall into the quarterback. But the ones where, you know, he, you're running out of the pocket, nobody's touching him, those are, those are almost freakish. It's hard to account for those, and you do so much work trying to figure out what the right load balance is for every player 
but I don't think anybody's totally figured it out. So I think <clears throat> one of the things that's tough as a coach is not only do you have an owner to deal with, and owners are mostly successful guys, they're all successful people that are unrealistic on expectations. They all think they know more football than they do. It's easier than they <laughs> it actually is. But I do think there's also another part of being a head coach that's problematic. You have to have the trust of the players, and you can love a running back, and the GM's like, yeah, analytics say we can't sign Austin Eckler to a second contract, and you can often get the brunt of that. The player will view the coach as aligned with the GM as a lot. You're all the bad guys. You won't pay me. What is happening with running back now often falls on the coach to figure out in the locker room where Barkley, Jonathan Taylor kind of view – we versus them, them being coach, staff, GM, executives. Where do you fall as a coach on what to do with running backs who are wildly productive, but analytics say you can't overspend for them? Well, that, that's the value of having a GM, and that's the value of having some separation between the coach and the GM, because as a coach, you want to be able to say, hey, I, I'm fighting for you. I'm trying to get you as much money as I can. They, they don't really think they can move forward on it. It's a, you, can, you can couch it a, a little bit. But, but with the market for running backs and the market for any position, it changes every year. There were years where you couldn't draft a running back high. Everybody moved away from that, and then it cycled back, and, and some, some backs were drafted high. And, and there's years where guys don't get paid, and there's years where guys do get paid. I, it seems like there's, there's more guys on the franchise tag and more guys looking for, for bigger contracts. But the market, the market is what the market is. And, and if, if someone desperately wants to keep you and you've got leverage, then you're going to get paid. And the only option these guys have now is that to withhold their services. But the Le'Veon Bell experiment was so bad, that looks like a terrible option. Right. Um, so I'm watching the Netflix documentary on quarterback. Uh, cousins, Mariota, Mahomes, all come across as good guys. They're juggling newborns, adult family members, <laughs> crazy diet, chefs, wives, balance, football, screaming coach. It's a lot. Um, I always knew we put a lot on their shoulders. It's, I'm, I'm actually shocked that people in their 20s and early 30s can handle all of it. I'm, I'm kind of taken back by it. Um, you're probably not surprised at all. Um, the, the ability to compartmentalize for Patrick Mahomes to me is stupendous. If you've seen this series, what do you make of it? Are you ever, did you think about this a lot when you coached is how much now is on the shoulders of that one position? One of the reasons I, I love shows like that column is it does humanize the players that we talk about. And oftentimes, you, you can you can look at players, you can look at coaches, and 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 there you, you lose track of all the other things that are going on in their lives outside of the game that that's played and, and the evaluation of that game. And there is a lot. And, and we ask we ask so much from quarterbacks in terms of not not just in terms of performance, but in terms of understanding the whole offense, the situation, the the, the layers upon layers that 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 are put upon them. And with a guy like Mahomes. What, what's really sold me on him is how well he's handled success. Not only has he handled it graciously, but he's also taken a long-term view at, at, at his legacy, at the team, and it, it's very Tom Brady-esque. He's willing to take less money to make sure that every single year they can retain talent and they can compete for a championship. And that, that to me, is that's a special trait in, in, a, in a 
society and sports world where it's, it's all based on how much can I get. He, he's, he's different, and that, that's, that's amazing for, for the Chiefs. Finally, uh, let's just hold you to it now. I said earlier the over-under on the Jets is 9.5. I do believe um, they play the Dolphins twice late, and because Tua's injury history, it's not your typical injury. Concussions are different. If you twist an ankle, bang a shoulder, you can play a week or two weeks later as a quarterback. If Tua gets another concussion, month minimum, he's out. Minimum with the medical staff, the media pressure, they're going to sit him for a month minimum. And I do think, you know, he's a smaller quarterback. Their O-line's not great. There's a lot of good pass rushers in that division. The Jets, the Bills, the Patriots get to the quarterback. I do worry about it. I look at the, I look at the Jets. If they can get through that first six games, 500, I think it's a 10-win team. I really do. What, when you look at the schedule, you look at the moving parts, what say you on their season? If a 10-win team, it better be better than a 10-win team. If it's if it's not a ten win team, then there's probably going to be a new head coach. There, there's there's going to be a new head coach. They've got to win ten games. You do you, you've got a you've got a angry Aaron Rodgers with an off season, a coordinator he knows, players he knows, a system he knows. You've got a defense that was fourth in points allowed. You've got two young, encouraging running backs. You've got a lot of positive things going for you. Nine wins, take. Take the over. It should be. It should be more than nine wins. And if not, there's going to be a new administration in New York. How about that? Look at look at J Mac, ear to ear grinning from <laughs> J Mac. It could not be. You know, you and Mangini. Uh, sometimes look, I have to talk you guys you call down. Call him Mangenius because he is a genius talking jets. <laughs> I, I just I I think you've got you've got such a good situation there how many games did they lose that were close last year and the quarterback situation was dismal if if, if Aaron Rodgers can get anywhere close to where he was two years ago I mean that's this should be a really tough team week in and week out and should go deep in the playoffs I'm going to have to revisit my Jets prognostication, <laughs> looks like <laughs> hey it's great seeing you you got a nice summer tan there coach good seeing you again Thanks, Collins. Great seeing you, too. All right. Yeah, I mean, the arguments. I got him at 10. I thought that was realistic. Yeah. You got him at 14. I, I think we got to start booking him for a day after every Jets game because <laughs> it's going to be a fun season. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you excited just hearing this? I'm excited for the league. I'm excited for Kenny Pickett. I'm excited for oh, really? Brock Kenny, Purdy. Kenny Pickett, huh? I'm, I think it's all fun. So I, I, like my, I like my football. Aaron Rodgers is your guy. You guys are kind of locked in the last few years. A bromance brewing. Yeah. Are you Got, texting him, by the way? Don't have his number. I do know you text someone in the Jets organization. Let's get off that. Okay. All right. J-Mag with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. A lot of sources. Big scare for the Bengals yesterday. I know. Your guy, Joe Burrow, I went mean, down th- with the calf. It was one of those, oh, crap. Yeah. I think I texted you an expletive. Um, Here it is. He, he has the, um, the like, calf sleeve. And, you know, I play a lot of basketball. I've had calf injuries, and I wear the calf sleeves. You can get them on Amazon for the cheap. Um, it's, it's painful. He's going to be down for a little bit. Uh, and listen, there's no point in First of all, there. it's so weird. So he comes into the league, COVID, no rookie camp. He has the appendectomy a couple years later, no camp. Now, basically no camp. By the way, I, after the appendectomy, first game last year against the Steelers, I think he had five picks in the opener. And they lost. 
Yeah, no, I mean, he didn't have a camp. So he is not, as great as he is, he's never had the advantage of camp. A COVID, an appendectomy. Didn't he have another? He had, oh, come, coming back from the torn ACL, he missed his second camp. Yeah. And then his third camp was the appendectomy. Mm-hmm. And now this. So um, he's never really had a full camp. I mean, again, it, it's late July. Jamar Chase even thinks everything's going to be just fine. Here's what he had to say. We always give each other that nod. He gave me a nod to say he's all right. He's a strong dude. I wasn't really worried. I believe he's all right. And obviously, Colin, this doesn't impact the negotiations with Burrow. Like, he's still established himself. I don't care if this feel is like a six-month injury. He's still getting this big, fat contract here in the coming days, weeks. It's Absolutely. not even a discussion. Absolutely. And... I mean, he'll he'll be back in practice in a month. Calf injuries are weird because they're more annoying than painful. Like you can even see him now. There, it's it's the only thing Joe Burrow and I have in common. We we both had a calf strain, and mine popped. I heard it pop, and it was like ah, dang it, and it hurts for about a second. The problem is you think seven days to ten days later it's healed, and it's not. So there, it's I've had a groin injury too. And you, you think they're healed before they're healed, so you start walking and you injure the other one. So he'll be, he'll be fine. It's just calf strains are, uh, I think it happens a lot for pro athletes. These guys are practicing in the heat, dehydration. It for, for what it's worth, they open in Cleveland, and Cleveland has had Burroughs' number. Uh, 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 we'll get to Watson and Stefanski. For some reason, you and I don't see it, but the guys in the desert like the Browns a lot this season. And then Ravens in Week 2. You know, there's a world where they come out of the gates and aren't amazing. I, I, think, I think the Bengals. This. I believe people deserve second and third chances. I think people every ten years grow. You know, kids probably grow every year. Adults grow every ten years. You can be a different person. It's just a Deshaun Watson issue. I just can't kind of get past that. Well, what about the football aspect? I just can't. I just. I just am not into Cleveland. I don't. Uh, it's going to get talked about. Uh, I love Miles Garrett. I love Nick Chubb. Uh, there's some really good players. They have a couple of offensive linemen that are great. I don't see it. I, Cleveland is just, they're a little bit like Washington. If I don't love certain elements to the business or the brand, I'm just not engaged with it. Like, I I like the way the Ravens are run. I like the way, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like the way the Rams do business or the Niners. I'm just out on Cleveland. You know, I, I and again, I'm, I've... I'm a sportscaster, so I've watched athletes do horrible things my entire career, and people change, yeah. and people make mistakes, and it's okay. 23, 25 different incidents. I just can't. I can't get. You can't get me there. All right, let's get to the other injury that happened. Jalen Ramsey carted off uh, knee injury after getting tangled up with Tyreek Hill. Various reports here. He's going to have surgery. Uh, they're saying he's going to miss the start of the regular season. Mike McDaniel says, we don't know. Let's see how the surgery goes. Schefter is saying a few months, okay? Um, now, Colin, again, it's late July. We do not want to overreact. Two months means he plays in September. Miami has the toughest schedule in the NFL. Oh, come on. Oh, my. Are you, have you looked at it? Oh, come on. Okay. That is a starters. Jets fan talking. No, no. I'm dead serious here. They have eight games against teams in the top eight for Super Bowl odds. Eight. Buffalo's twice. Okay, and nine, Jets are twice. And nine that aren't. Okay. They got to face KC, Buffalo, and Miami. Where are the games at? And they got to face Buffalo twice and Miami twice. KC's in Germany. But here's what's interesting. So they don't have to go to Arrowhead. No, they go to Germany. And they get Buffalo once at home. 
Yeah, that's okay. Let, let me see this. Okay. okay, so they go to the Chargers. That's basically a 50-50 crowd split. But timeout. The, the, the Jalen Ramsey, if he's going to miss some games, look who he's missing. He's missing Justin Herbert, Matt Jones. We'll give him the win there. Russell Wilson and those good Broncos receivers, and then the Bills and Josh Allen. Now, I said, okay, well, who's going to take Ramsey's place? They drafted a cornerback in the second round out of South Carolina, Cam Smith. Are you starting a rookie? Yeah. Week one? Feel pretty good about Herbert? it. Yeah. You go a rookie against uh, Russell Wilson and Josh Allen? Second round pick. Feel pretty good about it. By the way, you, you skimmed Listen, over the Patriots game, the Giants game, the, the, the Carolina thing. game, the Raider game. Well, no, no. Jalen Ramsey should be back for weeks five. And right, you said September. Titans we'll give you, we'll at give home. October. Jets at home. They're going to beat the Giants. The Giants are garbage. Uh, Panthers are not good. That is not the league's toughest schedule. There's some, there's some, hey, Kansas City in a neutral field, like a huge scheduling break. It's a win that they don't have to go to Arrowhead, but they got to go to Germany. Germany is a well-known Dolphins hotbed. People in Germany love their brats and they love the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> okay. It's like a home game in and, Dusseldorf. And the weird part is like, like we just, like you said, don't know what the status of two is. There's a lot of unknowns. Even if you don't think that's the hardest schedule, it's certainly in the top three. It is absolutely brutal. Listen and to this five-game stretch. Bye, Raiders at home, Jets, Washington, Titans at home, Jets at home. Stop, stop. Stop with this Jets slander. Look at 15 through 18. The playoff push. They're hosting the Jets. They're hosting the Cowboys. They're ho- in Baltimore, cold weather game. And then they're... Uh, hosting Buffalo. It's not an easy schedule, but your claim that it's the toughest schedule in the league. All right. Well, well, I mean, you could go by win totals or whatever you want. That is a brutal schedule. Right. And they, the closing one, especially if Tua's not around, Mike White. How good? <laughs> how good is that as an opener? Mike McDaniel, yeah. Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, at Keenan Allen. That's going to be out here, by the way. Oh, I know. You Mike Williams. Oh, I can get a ticket to that. Yeah. Jeez, oh, sorry. I can get. I can get. Sorry. I can get a suite to that. <laughs> that is, that that's going to be the fireworks show of the weekend. How yeah. about that? Just look at the receivers and quarterbacks, coaches, backs. Kellen Moore, Mike McDaniel, Herbert Tool, Waddle, Mike Williams. Can I say offensive orgy? Can I say that? Not really. Fine, fine, fireworks. It'll be fireworks. I would have preferred not, but go ahead. Okay, we did that. All right, so going from the third best team, final story here, in the AFC East to the best team in the AFC East, the Jets. I slid that that in there. They're hosting Dalvin Cook this weekend um, in an appearance on Good Morning Football today. This is a few hours ago. Cook spoke about why the Jets are the leaders in the clubhouse. You know, A-Rod's a full-time, full-time MVP. Yep. So just being around a guy like that, you know, you can learn learn a lot more and just develop as a player. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking to do. I'm just trying to, you know, go through one step at a time and, you know, the, jet, the Jets right at the top of the list. So let's go let's go check the box. Don't think they need him. Don't think that's a priority. Well, I'm going to go ahead and guess the Jets have a better feel on what's up with Brees Hall than you do yeah, well, across the country. Yeah, that's what you said when they drafted Zach Wilson. Yeah, they had a better there. feel for the hey, position. Where J-Mac was wrong on Monday, Zach Wilson led us What are my rare bad calls? Rare, very rare bad call there. All right. Teams don't always, you know, Denver thought they knew better on Tebow. Okay. Cleveland thought they knew better on Manziel. Everybody bangs on me for Darnold. Zach Wilson, Manziel, Baker, Jameis Winston. There are a lot of guys I was like, no! Drafting quarterbacks, it's almost like it's hard. Josh Rosen, is he even in the league right now? Well, he was Minnesota backup or something. J-Mac with the news. 
Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I think so. I forgot where he was at. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Tuesday morning on Fox, the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup continues as Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino lead the U.S. against Portugal. Coverage begins Tuesday at 1 a.m. Eastern with kickoff at 3 a.m. Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. You know, one of the things that used to be in America when you were wrong in sports or wrong in politics, you would eventually admit you were wrong. Nobody now admits they're wrong in politics or sports. And for all the soccer naysayers, the ratings for the Women's World Cup have been absolutely through the roof. It's here. It's not going anywhere. The ratings for the Men's World Cup go through the roof. 
you know, there's just, I've learned this over my life. I'm not going to try to convince people who aren't willing to evolve to evolve. For instance, if you want to doubt climate change, enjoy the next 20 years in Houston. Enjoy your summers. Enjoy them in Miami and Florida. Enjoy them. Climate change is real. Our hottest summers are getting worse. I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. Call me an idiot. Go for it. Things are changing. I went to Iceland. The glaciers are melting faster. That wasn't a political statement. It was my guide, a guy who was lamenting it and sad about it. Go ahead. It's like all the soccer naysayers. The MLS is making a ton. The valuations of the teams have gone through the roof. The Women's World Cup ratings are phenomenal. They didn't expect them to be this good. The Men's World Cup, wait until you get a load of our guys in the next World Cup. It is easily the most depth of talent we've ever had. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, I'll give you an example of how big sports is right now. So there's an old saying whenever you have uh, labor disagreements, whoever wanted the strike wins the strike. The streaming companies like Netflix wanted the strike. Why? Because in the talent accumulation that all the streaming services were going through for the last eight to 10 years, they wanted to accumulate audience. And then eventually it taps out internationally, domestically, it slows. And then the investors want profits. It's the same thing you saw with the FanDuels and the DraftKings for a couple of years. It was buying audience. And then now, much more reticent to hand out the big money, show me profits. And so the streamers, the Netflix, the big streamers, Amazon, accumulate audience, now want profits. They want the strike. Why? They want to clean the books up. They know going into a football season, and this is true, streaming numbers dip. That's how big football is in America. Streaming numbers pop pre-football and after football. But for six months of football, they go down. Netflix knows it. Amazon knows it. Paramount knows it. They can now, as they try to make more profits, not create new shows, reorganize their books, get their budgets in line, the streamers wanted the strike, probably will win the strike. Doesn't mean I'm rooting for them. I don't watch stuff that's not well written. I think writers have always been unheralded, underrated, and underpaid in most instances. But it shows you the value of sports, that it even affects streaming right now. And over time, I think the streamers will come into sports. Amazon, Thursday Night Football, Apple, the MLS. Uh, I think you're going to see major streaming bidding wars and the, the networks will have no chance. Now, the good news, the networks are all locked into the NFL for 10, 11, 12 years, whatever it is. But, um, you know, all the doubters on soccer, it's here, it's growing. The franchise valuations are through the roof and the Women's World Cup is crushing. And a lot of it is because the quality is so good. I watch USA Netherlands. I watched the replay yesterday. Sometimes I can't watch the soccer live. The quality is better. The athletes are better. They're faster. Uh, the women are getting very aggressive and very physical and trash talky, and it's wonderful. Uh, women's basketball, the, the March Madness, the Iowa story, women's March Madness went through the roof. The quality is better. Americans always seek quality. Food, resorts, aviation, sports. Women's sports are better. The women are stronger. Uh, they're being encouraged. Uh, the training, the ability. It's fun to watch. Women's Final Four, Women's World Cup. It's good soccer. It's awesome competition. Hour three next.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.